0: You're listening to the Brooke Snow podcast, conversations to help you live in your true identity as the creator of your life. I'm your host, Brooke Snow. You have episode 140, Being Versus Doing, learning to work from the inside out instead of the outside in. You have probably heard the reminder that we are human beings, not human doings. Yet too often, We can find ourselves caught up in the doing side of life. So much so that we either burn out or check out. We detach from ourselves, others, and God, and in so doing, the weight of life is magnified. What if there was an easier way? Turns out there is. It's what I call working from the inside out instead of working from the outside in. If you enjoy this podcast, I know you would love my new app, Co-Create by Brooke Snow. It's available in the Apple and Google app stores. The Co-Create app gives you access to over a hundred guided meditations, new yoga classes, and inspirational audio courses to support you in living into your true identity as the creator of your life. To learn more, visit brooksnow.com forward slash app. Friends, I have shared in the past few episodes a little bit about my expansion of faith. And it probably goes without saying that in my meditation journey, I have delighted in learning from Eastern philosophy. I love what I've learned from yoga and from Buddhism. Also, I'm currently reading the Bhagavad Gita, which is Hindu scripture and I'm also learning about indigenous spiritual practices. All of this delights my soul in the most marvelous way. All of it has helped me understand Jesus Christ in a beautiful and more personal way. I am continually amazed at how God can literally be found everywhere and in everything. It's my belief that our heavenly parents love all their children in every culture, in every tradition, and in every faith. I believe they have given truth in all places. It's like we all got a piece of a puzzle, and as we bring our puzzle pieces together, we start to see the beauty of God's bigger picture. Bringing all truths together from all corners of the earth is how I personally view gathering Israel. Too often, we're only focused on sharing our own worldview that we miss the opportunity to receive the gifts and truths others have to share with us. Let's gather all truth together. Let's give and receive. Each tradition has its strengths and weaknesses, which is why it's so important to gather truths from all corners of the earth into one great whole, to balance each other out. While Western Christianity culture is really good at doing good things, we are actually quite underdeveloped in the practice of being, particularly being still or being present with our thoughts, feelings, and emotions. We tend to live a lot in the past or future And we constantly judge our thoughts and feelings instead of sitting with them. I'm convinced that Jesus' Sermon on the Mount is filled with instruction on how to help us develop this weakness. He was teaching a higher way. While the Law of Moses focused so much on the doing and the exactness of commandments and rituals, Jesus focused on how to be. Unfortunately, we struggle with being, and often our spirituality or our religion quickly reverts back to a Law of Moses mindset of doing the checklists and the rules and judgments. We do have the higher law Christ taught available to us, but sometimes we are weak in how to practice it. It can feel easier to just keep doing it the old way. This is where we all stand to benefit greatly from the gifts the Eastern tradition offers in teaching us a practical approach to what Christ was teaching. I recently started attending a Buddhist Sangha on Monday nights with a friend of mine, and it has been transformative to my heart. For those that don't know, Buddhism is not a religion. Thich Nhat Hanh, a Vietnamese Buddhist monk, actually said, there is a misconception that Buddhism is a religion and that you worship Buddha. Buddhism is a practice like yoga. You can be a Christian and practice Buddhism. I met a Catholic priest who lives in a Buddhist monastery in France. He told me that Buddhism makes him a better Christian. I love that close quote. Oh, friends, I love Buddhism as well. And I can absolutely say that that practice of Buddhism has helped me to also become a better Christian. If I could sum up the practice of Buddhism in two words, it would be this, awareness and acceptance. Most people recognize the awareness side. This is what mindfulness is all about. Having the awareness of your thoughts and actions, and even the awareness of the world around you, tuning into your physical senses of sight, sound, hearing, smell, and touch. It's the essence of being fully present and seeing things as they really are. This level of mindfulness is godly. God is omnipresent and omniscient. Deity has mastered this practice. Practicing this level of awareness and presence is a Christ-like attribute. But awareness on its own is not enough. I can be aware of my thoughts and actions. I can be aware of my environment. But if I am judging or resisting any of it, then I remain closed Acceptance is the beautiful companion to awareness. Buddhism teaches acceptance by inviting you to show loving kindness and compassion. This compassion extends to yourself and others. The nature of acceptance is openness, resistance is closing, and acceptance is opening. It's an open heart. And an open mind. And when I am open, I have access to love. When I close up, I close off to love. This practice of acceptance is what I would interpret in Christian language to be our practice of charity, the pure love of Christ. Learning this from a Buddhist perspective has been such a gift to me, especially since charity and love don't come naturally to me, and have often felt elusive. It seems like I've been taught in my Western culture that the way to grow in charity is to just keep doing all the things. Keep praying, read the scriptures, service, 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 give, 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 and an endless list of other commandments. I suppose I can technically do love but deep inside, oh, I know it would feel like magic to have a way I could be love first. It would change everything about how the doing feels. Perhaps this is why Jesus emphasized that love of God is the first and greatest commandment, and the loving our neighbor as ourself is second. I've often wondered if these commandments are not just ordered as number one and number two out of importance, but also numbered one and two for their effectiveness. I'll confess that I have struggled with being love. Many times my doing is out of duty, or when I get burned out, the doing actually comes from a place of resentment. God does say, if you love me, keep my commandments. This scripture, though, positions love at the first of the sentence. But I think I've lived the scripture backwards. I'll keep the commandments so I can love God. Or more likely, I'll keep the commandments so God will love me. It's that transactional relationship that I talked about just two episodes ago. What I think is really intended here in the scripture is for me to experience the love of God first. So from this place of being love, I naturally desire to do loving things and keep his commandments. Oh, but it's so easy to get caught up in the reverse Doing the things to earn or deserve love instead of first being love, which naturally creates desire for doing. You know, even as I sit here and think about that order, part of me wants to argue it. The part of me that has been doing the reverse my whole life. And I want to justify that it can totally work the backwards way Haven't I had experiences where I have been doing the commandments and experienced the love of God? Absolutely. When I was 21 years old, I decided to serve a mission for my church. And I'll be honest, the choice was out of duty and not desire. I felt God tell me I needed to serve a mission, and so I obeyed. My biggest fear in serving a mission was actually my ability to love the people. And when I say I have struggled to love, I am being very honest. Every return missionary I had ever heard speak of their missionary experiences spoke about how much they loved the people. I felt loving people was a requirement of being a good missionary, and yet I frantically thought to myself, oh my goodness, I don't even love people here at home. People often irritate and annoy me. How in the world am I going to change my heart and change my personality? As such, it was a profound moment for me on my very first week in the missionary training center when Chieko Okazaki spoke to missionaries directly about love. She told us, charity can work from the inside out and the outside in. Charity can work from the inside out and the outside in. This became my personal mantra. I honestly didn't believe that I had any charity on my inside. (laughs) So I put faith in the idea that I could work from the outside in. I could do the external things and the doing would manage to work its way into my heart. Friends, it can work both ways. Absolutely. But I have learned that one way is faster than the other and far more sustainable and effective. It's working from the order Jesus taught. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. I believe what he's teaching us here is how to work from the inside out. Heart, soul, mind, and strength. Those words, heart, soul, mind, and strength, they line up exactly with spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical, physical parts of who we are. It's literally working from the inside out. He puts this in order. And whenever God orders something, I have learned to pay attention. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. Have you ever paused to wonder how in the world do you actually do this? <laughs> How, how do you love God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength? When you're in a law of Moses mindset, you hear the scripture and you apply it to the doing. I will love God by doing all the things and I'll put my whole heart, soul and mind and strength into the doing. In Eastern traditions, they focus on the being. They honor the order by first getting in alignment. The yogis focus on a unity of mind, body, and soul. The practice of Eastern meditation teaches you how to notice your thoughts and empty your mind. It teaches you how to notice your feelings and how to stay open with acceptance instead of closing with resistance. Ultimately, it's learning how to be in alignment with your true self, your divine nature, which is also the nature of God. In Jesus' intercessory prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane, he prays for us to the Father that we may be one, even as he and his Father are one. This unity is a state of being. All of this is from the inside out. And this, my friends, (laughs) is where I believe our Western culture is weak. We have a lot of room to grow in how to understand, teach, or even practice how to work from the inside out, how to work on the being. This is where we can greatly benefit from the Eastern practices and teachings of other traditions, where the being is their strength. Eastern tradition has the language and the tools to support us in learning how to do this. Meditation is my practical approach to working from the inside out and working on being love. It helps me spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. It does help me love God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. The Buddhist practice of awareness and acceptance has helped me mentally and emotionally learn to clearly see my thoughts and feelings and know how to process them. Yoga has helped me take this to a physical level with my body. These practices are stronger in Eastern culture than in the West, but it doesn't mean that they don't belong together. I think we often forget Christianity came from the East as well. But just as the 12 tribes of Israel were scattered, so was truth and the holy practices. It's time to gather the pieces back together. As we gather truth and give what we have and receive from others, we quite literally build Zion and come together as a people of one heart and mind. We become whole again as a collective This is the power of working from the inside out. Circumstances sometimes take a lot longer to change. Circumstances are external. Working from the outside in can be frustratingly long and hard, especially when it involves other people. But if you can work from the inside out, if you can work on the being in preparation for the doing, it makes all the difference. I feel like I have spent my whole life trying to be a creator from my doing. Our culture is so focused on the actions. Just this afternoon, I had a meeting with two members of my team, and our intention was to help support each other in setting some personal goals to up-level our self-care. We each set personal goals for how to eat, move our bodies, and to be more present. This is no different than any other bajillion times I have set a personal goal before. (laughs) Except suddenly, our meeting took an unexpected turn. Because I am thinking so deeply right now on the difference between the being and the doing, we paused and I asked each person to choose a word to describe how they wanted to feel. We typically associate our goals with some physical outcome that we want to accomplish. But underneath the outcomes, I think what we all truly want is to feel a certain way. What do you want to feel more of in your life? Each of us picked a word of how we wanted to feel. And then we reviewed those goals again. And amazingly, some of us had to completely change the goals because they were not supportive at all to helping us feel how we wanted to feel. The meeting changed and we suddenly gave all our focus to how we could feel more of our chosen feeling. How could we be that feeling as we approach the doing? Suddenly, we were sharing all kinds of creative and fun ideas on how to approach these goals. I've never been so excited about a goal session in my life. <laughs> my word, my word that I chose was delightful. I want to feel more delight in my life. I can't tell you how that changed even just thinking about the doing. My goals are action-based, but if I can embody a state of being, a feeling, of virtue in my approach of the doing, it truly changes everything. I am so excited to see how this experiment goes, and we are also excited to bring this approach into our next community challenge on the CoCreate app next month. How can we approach the doing first from a state of embodiment? How does that change things when we focus first on the being? Working from the inside out is so much faster and effective than working from the outside in. Work from the inside out. Focus on the being and the doing will be easier. Focus on the being and the doing will be easier. Focus on the being and the doing will be easier. See it. Say it, feel it, do it, become it. Did you notice the order there? It's working from the inside out, friends. You are a creator. Now go co-create something great.